Oh my gosh, we had COVID. Ambitious. <laughs> I know. It's like the thing you think will never happen to you. And yeah. then dun, dun, dun. I mean, I didn't really think that it would never happen to me. And honestly, I'm, I mean, we have antibodies now, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Surprise, we had COVID. <sighs> yeah, honestly, I mean, this is something I kind of joked about when it first came out in 2020, but just being like, well, maybe I should get it so that we have some kind of immunity and get it early on because the strains are getting crazier and stronger. And so yeah. get it now <laughs> before it's like not manageable. Right. And then it just, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to sound like insensitive to those that do have like in like uh already who already are immune compromised that it is really dangerous for them to get it yeah i feel really grateful that we are pretty healthy so for us to get it it's not like you know all out fear but it was kind of scary yeah it was i don't know i didn't really ever feel scared I don't know. I was just like, yeah, it's, this is what's happening. Might get it, might not. Then I got it. And then I give it to you. <laughs> By the way, you. everybody, welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> it's been like since February since I've recorded one of these. Wow. So yeah, this is, uh, this is, this is fun. Welcome back to Ambitious. <laughs> But yeah, we wanted to just give a little update. <clears throat> we did get COVID and we wanted to just, a lot of people were texting asking like, what's it like? What symptoms did you have? And I just thought we could jump on here and just, if anybody texts me, just <laughs> I'll just send you a link to my podcast. <laughs> you just hear all about it. So yeah, I guess to answer that main question, what symptoms? The first symptom I had was a headache. And it lasted for like three days. Yeah, you were pretty miserable. I would say it was a migraine. Yeah. Um, it was a migraine. It lasted for three days. And then... You got a I got fever. a fever. It went up to about 101.6. Mm-hmm. And then sore throat. That was pretty intense. That was probably one of the worst sore throats I've ever had. Yeah. It just really, really hurt to talk to swallow that was rough and then lots and lots of phlegm and a pretty gnarly cough just like a deep phlegm cough yeah the fever only lasted for maybe two days Mm -hmm. and then it was fine i didn't start to lose my taste or smell until the end yeah like yesterday i didn't so all i have now is a cough I'm fine. Uh-huh. Um, the whole COVID experience, I think this is like day nine. And I, I think that my cough is pretty much gone. And yesterday I noticed my smell was like nearly completely gone. I still have my taste. It's a little bit dull, but I did lose my smell almost completely. Yeah. My symptoms, because I got sick the next day, like when we got tested, mine came back negative but there was just probably not enough load, viral load, in order for it to be detected. But I just was like, it's a matter of time. 
And yeah. I got everything that you got except for my migraine only lasted for a day. And, and you, did, you didn't get a sore throat, I don't I think. I didn't get a sore throat at all. I was so grateful for that because... Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. Because I had a sore throat and Taylor didn't, we we stayed separated from each other for like four or five days. I feel like it was longer than that. Like we were in the same house, but we just, I stayed upstairs and you stayed down. Yeah. And then whenever we were in the same room, we would wear masks because there's like something called viral load and I just had it worse than Taylor, so I didn't want to give her more of the virus yeah. than I already had. So we just stayed separate and didn't sleep in the same bed. And yeah, I remember rough. my skin feeling really, really sensitive and my eyes hurting. Like if I oh, yeah. looked really hurt. far to the left or the right, like I went to shave my armpits in the shower uh-huh. and I was like, ow, <laughs> it hurt to like look at my really? armpit. <laughs> that was like the tell for me. It was so random. Nice. And I was like, ah, that's never happened. The eye thing. So weird. Yeah, it was weird. But we started taking ivermectin, which is like a anti-worm mm-hmm. thing. It's for parasites. It's like uh, something you would... They have human grade and then they have like vet grade. Animal grade. But I had heard of it before because we gave it to our four-month-old cat because he had worms. Oh. He was like nonstop hungry. I was like, what is wrong with him? And he probably has worms. Yeah. And it's super safe. There's like really not very many side effects, but you can't really get it right now. Um, yeah, it's for hard COVID, to get. They stopped letting, phar- pharmacists stopped letting people fill prescriptions for it. And so you can mail order it um, online. And we found someone locally who was doing that for people and luckily got some because it's very hard to get a hold of yeah and we took four tabs a day and um i think they were like three milligrams per tab or something i don't know i just took whatever you give me (laughs) (laughs) and then we got a myers iv yeah the myers iv is like a just a cocktail of vitamins a lot of vitamins they just shoot it into your veins big yellow bag of B vitamins. Which is exactly the color of my pee after I got that. <laughs> <laughs> we raced to uptake it faster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's kind of the update with COVID. It was it was rough. It hit pretty hard. Yeah. The worst part, in my opinion, is just feeling pretty good for the past four days and not being able to do anything or go anywhere or see anyone and just being stuck in the house for so many days having to have people get our groceries for us having to cancel work and photo shoots for the first little while being too sick to even do any work like I couldn't edit or uh, I could barely even watch TV eyes hurt so bad but yeah, I'm just going crazy, getting pretty stir crazy being in the house. We've been going on drives and went to the river, but we're just trying to be really careful and responsible. It was it was honestly worse than I thought getting it. Yeah, you said it was the sickest you've ever been. That I can remember at least. I don't really get sick that often. I 
went to Mexico and got Giardia once, and I was sick <laughs> for like two to three weeks after. <laughs> oh, there it is, folks. Still coughing up some phlegm there. Yeah. Excuse me. You're excused. Anyway, can we move on from COVID? <laughs> Bringing back I'm tired of talking about this. Well, so we didn't tell them what we did to supplement. I feel like for those that are interested, oh, okay, like there is stuff that you can take that is really helpful. The clinic that we went to, Siskiyou Vita Medicine, they're really good locally. They have an amazing membership program with a lot of different um, like offerings, and they're really great people. I know them personally. They're awesome. I highly recommend them. But they said to take 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C, and then it was like 50 milligrams of zinc and 20,000 IUs of vitamin D. So we were doing that um, the whole time. I spoke to, because um, I used to work for another medical physician, and she told us to take pycnogenol. So we were taking a little bit of that to help with circulation in the brain. It's yeah. a small blood thinner, but it was helpful. And then um, we have been taking a tincture from Elder Apothecary um, with herbal support for immune boosting and detox, which is really helpful. And then also quercetin and bromelain because we lost our taste and smell. I was like so depressed. Did you say vitamin that. D too? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was super, super depressed when I thought I was going to lose my taste. taste and smell. I'm a big foodie, so I was like so sad. She's been crying for three days. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it is coming back now, so I'm thrilled about that. Yeah. Even just like the tiniest little bit, I'm like happy again. So. Yeah, it actually, it's been kind of crazy how, uh, so I, we stopped drinking coffee for like, for over a week just because we weren't doing anything didn't really need it but once i started drinking it again i'm amazed at how much better it makes me feel <laughs> it's amazing yeah take my morning walk and have some coffee god i sound like an old person <laughs> well it just makes us more i noticed we were more optimistic feeling like talking about the future again like preparing for photo shoots, feeling like motivated. Yeah, just back. It feels, I don't know. It's it's crazy. I have how much, heard how much better it makes me feel in the morning. Yeah, and I have heard from other people, um, through friends that have been sick, where they're also struggling with like it makes you really sad. This sickness, one because of the quarantine, but two, it's just. I think it's actually physiologic, like. Something Within. in the spike protein. Uh, I don't know. makes you sad. The S protein sad. <laughs> Trying to make me laugh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is it working? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I do think that it does deplete your serotonin and dopamine. And, you know, I remember us looking at each other and just being like, I don't know why, but I just feel really sad right now. Yeah, I got really nostalgic for, <clears throat> I think yesterday was the first day I felt kind of better. But... Yeah, just gloomy, really depressed. There was nothing to look forward to. Just the state of the world feels kind of like doomed, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> global warming and the political climate and just yeah, what's all going the, on in Afghanistan is crazy right now. That and just all the unknowns with 
I don't know. I don't really want to get too much into like vaccines and stuff, but I just feel really confused and a lot of social social pressures on both sides of that coin. And just to clear the air, because I know someone's going to ask and I don't want to have to have you write a bunch of comments that we are unvaccinated. I feel like that was kind of obvious just from our symptoms. Yeah, but there's been lots of people. So I had a friend who's like, you're number 11 of friends that I know that are um, sick. And she's like, most of them who are sick are actually vaccinated. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm definitely not anti-vax by any means. I've had lots of vaccinations. I've worked for the fire service where we were required to have all of our vaccinations and stuff. It's just, yeah, I don't know what the right answer is, to be honest. I've definitely thought about getting vaccinated um, but it's just, it's just confusing. There's so many different arguments on both sides of that coin. And I said, I didn't want to get too much into the vaccine, but I guess I will say, <laughs> excuse me, the reason that I haven't me personally yet anyway, is because it was just so fast the vaccine was just pushed out so fast and I've never really been an early adopter of things like that. And, um, it still allows people to transmit the virus. Like you might not get as sick. And I realize that there's something to be said for that because the hospitals are all filling up. And if you get sick and have to go to the hospital, that's just one more bed that you're using up that you maybe didn't have to, if you got the vaccine, but because you can still transmit it, even though you have, been vaccinated um it just makes the climate really primed for mutations and stronger variants of the virus which is what we see happening and i don't know i'm not a scientist it's just that just feels not good to me well yeah and having to get a booster every six months like i don't know it's just know. confusing. There's a lot of things I just am not 100% on it. And again, I'm not like anti either, but I'm not, it's not fully clear to me. I have all my vaccinations before this too, but the fact that it's just a different kind. Yeah. Um, and again, I hope that people can hear this with kindness and being, you know, compassionate because I feel like there's been a lot of badgering out there in the public and on social media. And I really don't want this to create division. Um, but I also am not afraid to say that I'm unvaccinated and I don't plan on getting vaccinated yeah. for a minute. Um, and I would love to be respected in that as much as I respect anyone else's choice to get vaccinated so they feel safe. Like, yeah, I mean, I won't speak for you, but I really don't have any problem with people who want to get vaccinated if that's what they feel yeah. is going to help them. I Like, if that's your choice and you're doing it for the right reasons, like, thank you for getting vaccinated, honestly. Totally. And if you choose not to, that's your choice for your body. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that you should be pressured into putting anything in your body that you don't feel confident. Like, there's risk. There's a lot of risk to get that vaccine. Yeah. There's been a lot of negative things happening. There's been a lot of negative things happening for the people who aren't vaccinated. And um, yeah, we were trying to be just really a lot more careful. And I'll admit that 
after getting COVID, it did become a lot more real for me. And I realized I could have been a bit more responsible with just wearing a mask and not being in big groups and things. Um, yeah, so, you had a big family reunion. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'll definitely try and be better so, so that I don't pass it on to people and just going to try harder to do my part. I just don't feel like getting vaccinated is, uh, is right for me yet. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to die on that hill either. Like if I hear a, a good reason to, <clears throat> Or something, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm, keeping an open mind, but it's just a little scary and confusing. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that is <sighs> our COVID update. <laughs> Gross. We hope that it is helpful for anybody who does get it, that they can feel equipped with the right things to take, that it will lessen fear, that you can heal from it. Quarantining is super, super important. Um, and you know, there are tons of asymptomatic people who are able to be positive for COVID that unfortunately, if you do test, you need to isolate. So isolating is really beneficial. Um, super important. Stay safe out there. Are we done with this episode? No, I'm just talking about COVID. Okay. Sorry. Unless you want to be done. No, it just seemed like you were wrapping it up. Yeah. I'm wrapping up COVID. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) man so much phlegm yeah do you need to i need to get a drink yeah um do you have something else you want to chat about on this episode Mm. what have you been as uh you know podcast founder what's been going on for you creatively speaking um How's your work been going? Work has been so busy. So busy. I apologize to anybody who has been missing this podcast. I've missed it. I want to get I want to get back into it. Um but yeah, work's been good. Really busy. Just making lots of videos, doing lots of real estate stuff, working for Artifacts again, filming those jewelry videos, taking pictures of their entire inventory. Wow, mammoth of a project, and still doing stuff for Northwest Raw, which is cool. But yeah, I think I don't know if I had my new camera the last time, but yeah, I got a new camera, the full frame. That's been pretty fun. That's awesome. But anyway, yeah, not a whole lot to update there. Yeah. What have you been shooting a lot of lately besides artifacts? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Portraits. Yeah, just the same old stuff. Uh. But yeah, I just want to get back into podcasting. I miss connecting with people. I miss helping people tell really ambitious stories. So, What's your number one ambition right now? Moving forward after being sick, has it changed your perspective on how you want to be in your business? Um, Not really. I just, I mean, I want to travel a bit more. Yeah. That's kind of the main thing. I know that's fairly counterproductive 
to, you know, I got COVID and I'm going to travel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we do have plans to go to Montana yeah. in October. Hopefully if our flight doesn't get canceled. Yeah. Ugh. We also want to go to the Painted Hills. We also are trying to go to Florida. Yeah. And she's going to have a baby. Next year, we're hoping to go to Japan. Mm. But, oh, man, that just is feeling... It feels pretty not likely not at likely. this point. I know. Stupid. Yeah. But, I don't know. Life's weird. <laughs> I might get a tattoo. <laughs> really? <laughs> I've been thinking about it. Yeah? What are you going to get? Mm. I was thinking about getting uh, our dead cat's name. ISO. ISO, yeah. Aww. ISO. <laughs> Just somewhere on my body. In search of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, ISO. It has two meanings. So, number one, ISO, it's a camera term. It's how sensitive your sensor is to light. And I'm a photographer, so there's that meaning. But then also, it's my cat's name. And a little bit of a backstory. I have a lot of... Uh, every single pet I've ever had has ended with sadness and pain. <laughs> They've either died or run away, been sold by my mom... <laughs> Mom, it's okay. I'm not mad at you. Um, or like were taken away from me because of divorce or whatever. So when I was thinking about getting another one, I was pretty just resistant to the idea. Very. But you pushed me and pushed me and said it would be a good idea. So I finally agreed. Even though I knew it would be sad eventually because I'm not going to, I mean, the cat's not going to outlive me most likely um, decided to do it, got the cat and two and a half months later, three months later, it was killed and it was very sad. I cried so hard over that cat. Yeah. Even though I didn't even really like him, to be honest, like I was thinking about getting rid of him anyway, but it was just like the principle. Like I tried so hard to give him a good life, to be patient, yeah. to like love him, even though he was such a terrorist. <laughs> he was a turd. He was very hungry. He was traumatized, you know, from a young age. Yeah. <clears throat> he was left by a dumpster. Anyway, so he was killed and I was so sad because I was really trying. I was really all in, even though I really didn't like him all that much. Um, it was just proof to me that I was willing to do something hard. I was willing to risk my heart again, even though I knew that it could be painful. And it was, it was very painful, very sad, but I did it anyway. So it was a sign of my, it was just a time in my life when I did something that was emotionally risky. So I just figured, yeah, there's like two meanings there. I kind of like that second meaning a lot. Now I just got to figure out what font I want the tattoo, what color and where and how big. Papaya. Papyrus. <laughs> Papyrus, sorry. Not the Avatar logo. <laughs> My turn to cough. So that's something I've been thinking about. 
I probably won't do it. <laughs> Way to talk about it. Yeah, I'm just a talker. <laughs> still been doing therapy, still been going to life coaching. Um, going through a pretty heavy existential crisis. <laughs> it's pretty ambitious of me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're going through a lot. I didn't know when I started this transition of leaving the church how much I would learn about myself, how much I would learn about the world, and how my opinions and just everything, my perspective would change on everything. Yep. It feels like the foundation that was beneath me, the foundation of like Mormonism, it was how I looked at everything. I looked at the world through a Mormon lens. It was how I judged all of my behavior, all my thoughts, how I judged myself, how I judged other people, how I judged everything. Politics. I don't know. I feel like just COVID and everything would be so much easier to go through if I was Mormon. Hmm. Interesting. Because there's just this foundation of judgment that you have where everything's going to be okay. When you die, everything's going to be okay. Like you hope for a better world. You're going to be with your family forever. Everything's going to be fine eventually. And, um, you know, now that that foundation is no longer there, but I mean, voluntarily, um, I just have to judge everything based off of my own new opinion which is so young still does that make sense Mm -hmm. so it kind of just feels like i'm in free fall and there's this tendency that i used to have or wanted to grasp onto some other foundation some other belief system but i have just decided that there's never going to be any way to know something about the next life it's never going to be like nobody knows what happens so i've just learned how to be not comfortable but just how to accept the free fall Mm. and just live with that just accept that life is all unknown and there's no way to know if mormonism is the right answer or anything else and so be present with the moment and scary as hell <clears throat> yeah well you learn to be comfortable in the unknown i i guess i haven't learned that lesson yet or haven't got there because i definitely do not feel comfortable mm. it's very scary it's kind of liberating to not have to know all the time and like i don't know I suppose, yeah, it it definitely is liberating to let go. And I just, I will say that I feel more alive than I've ever felt. Mm. I feel more me than I've ever felt. But I also, with that comes a lot of fear. I've never felt this scared in my life. I've never felt this confused. Mm. Um, but it is nice to, like, when a decision 
presents itself in front of me. It is very liberating and empowering to be able to make a decision from my own brain rather than looking back to an entity or a religion or a belief system to tell me what to do, what to decide. Hmm. So Nice. Yeah, it's empowering, but sometimes I'm like, ugh, that's enough. <laughs> I don't want to get somebody just decide for me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> this is also something I don't want to talk too much about because I have been just <laughs> talking about it a ton with you, and I know that it's very overwhelming at times. It's okay. It just Our gets old. Followers probably don't know and don't realize what's happened for you. So, yeah, it just feels like I'm more in touch with who I am as a person for the first time ever. I feel like I'm still me, but I just understand what that means more. Mm. And so when I am talking to other people or, or making new friends, um, I find that the the ability that I have to make friends is like much more broad mm. and I'm less judgmental. Like I have more compassion for people. That's nice. Yeah. I suppose so. It feels a little bit backwards. Like now that I am not like a Christian that I have more compassion now. But yeah, there was just a culture inside of Mormonism that was true for me. I'm only speaking from my personal experience, but there was just this culture of I have the truth and you don't. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I always kind of look down on people, I suppose, mm -hmm. which is probably just a personal flaw. It's not like a flaw of the church or anything. The church doesn't teach that. But if you're Mormon, don't know or you used to be, you you probably understand what I'm talking about. There's just this like monopoly that Mormons claim to have over truth and happiness and the one path to get to heaven. So that's why they're so aggressive about missionary work because they think that it's our, I guess, privilege to have the truth, and so we have to share it with all of God's children because it's just. Yeah, I mean, it's good news. Why wouldn't you want it to share it with everyone? So. Yeah. But now on the other side of that coin, I was, there's kind of this unspoken thing where if you leave, to keep your mouth shut about it, mm. to not talk about why you left because it might pull people away. But there's just some things that I feel were really uncool and just untrue about the church mm. and so my natural tendency being brought up in the church to talk to people to and just my personality in general just to explore ideas through conversation all i want to do is talk about it but it seems to offend a lot of people so yeah yeah it's You're hard doing to know a good to job yeah thanks yeah. I'm boring you. I mean, 
You have been talking about it like a lot over the last like couple of weeks. I really yeah. want to hold space <clears throat> and be respectful because it is a really big shift. And I love you. And yeah, I mean, I none of this is new to me. Yeah. You know, so. <clears throat> I realize that. It's fine. It's just a lot of unraveling and an, an entire lifetime of raveling up to this point. Unraveling. So, I talk about it a lot with my life coach. I talk about it a lot with my brothers. And anybody who wants to talk about it, honestly. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what's new with you, Tay? Um, nothing. Just got sick and I've been working a lot. I am supposed to take a handgun carry, handgun class. Concealed carry? Uh Uh-huh, on Saturday. Nice. So that's exciting. Um, hmm. Still doing horse archery? Archery on horseback? Kind of. It's been pretty hard because it's been so smoky and hot. There's been... Uh, weather advisory warnings for like heat and also smoke. Yeah. And so, and we shoot outside. So it's actually been canceled a bunch of times. Yeah. And the times that I could have done it prior, you know, I think I've only been like maybe three times altogether since the season started. Hmm. And, you know, it's okay. It's a slow thing. I started it when I started my new business too. And it's just been like a lot of new things to start. That's a huge update. We haven't talked about that yet. Oh yeah. You going full time. Yeah. When did I, how long has it been? May. May. Mid-May you quit your part-time job. Yeah. At the doctor's office. Yeah. And you have been full-time freelance photographer since May. And it's now August. Yeah. How's it going three months later? It's good. Yeah. Um, It's finally slowing down a little bit, which has been kind of weird. I think when you're like busy in general, it doesn't have to be work. And then all of a sudden it gets slow. You kind of don't know what to do with yourself. Yeah. And something feels wrong. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a few photo shoots this month um, and I'm going to be fine. And I'm sure more will come, but it's just like it's the slowest I've ever experienced and it's fall. So, which is weird because fall is typically like a crazy time, you know, for weddings and whatever else. But, um, I don't know if it's just like what's going on in the world that people are like holding on to their money and making less plans and being more careful with COVID. Yeah. It always kind of slows down for me in the winter, which, well, I guess we're not there yet. It's but it, this time of year it just starts to slow down. Mm. I think people are just gearing up for I don't know the holidays. I suppose I mean, it's a little early for it to slow down. Feels Fall is usually early. the best time to do family photos. Yeah, you get a lot of family photo shoots in the fall. Well, and it's just a seasonal shift. I feel like with a lot of businesses, depending it's so smoky out. Yeah, people don't want to be outside. Dude, I'm I'm actually really excited for this winter. Just for it to not be smoky. I'm super excited to go snowboarding. 
I want to do some cross-country skiing with you. Oh, I'm, I'm really excited, excited for, for that. To wear sweaters again. I'm excited to fly my drone over Lithia Park with the explosion of color that hopefully happens. Yeah. My dad, he went to, um, did you see that video of my grandma's creek behind her house? Bear Creek runs right behind my grandma's house. And it's like, it's not even flowing anymore. Um, There's no water. Yeah. Well, we're in well, a pretty water. bad drought this year. I know. It just makes me worried about, I don't know, just the future of this valley. Yeah. A lot of people are moving away. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm really grateful to be full time. Definitely has added a lot of flexibility to my life and I'm just really grateful with what is going on in the world that I don't have to be dealing with the public as much and it's more on my terms and I get to work from home more. Yeah. Um or in a coffee shop or wherever that allows us to travel. It's been really cool to um, spend more time with you. And yeah, I love you. <laughs> Our relationship has been going really well. Yeah. I feel like I've been a little bit nitpicky. Mm. I'm sorry. It's okay, honey. It's been pretty intense out there. <clears throat> and we've been going through a lot. I mean, we got together and then COVID happened. So we got together, broke up, got back together, and then COVID hit. Yeah, I feel like most of our relationship actually has been around COVID, the yeah. presidency, or the election, yeah. and then um, on and off, just crazy things that are happening in the world, so yeah, I think we're doing pretty good. I think so, too. I just want to say sorry. It's okay, honey. I'm going to lay in your lap. Okay. I know I can be really impatient sometimes. Yeah. So. We've been together for, we just hit our two-year anniversary. Yeah, we went for a hot air balloon ride. Yeah. Sunrise up in Portland in Aurora at mm. the airport. That was a really cool experience. Um, I'm glad we didn't find out about all the horror stories until after it was over of people like crashing. <laughs> Dude, can I tell that story really quick? Sure. All right, so here's what it's like to be in a hot air balloon. Here, well, here's what I thought. <clears throat> I thought you just float up, and I thought that maybe they could steer it somehow. I didn't know, but I thought that they, there was somehow. Uh, but no, they can't. And then I, when you land, I thought you just kind of like softly, gently descend back onto the ground where you started. Also, no. I don't know what I was thinking. Also, a hot air balloon, that's the first, that was the first way that humans flew. First human flight was in a hot air balloon. Anyway, so here's how it goes. They start the basket off laying on its side in the balloon. And then they, you get in and then they heat it up. So you're just laying there on, on your side in the basket. And they heat it up and then it just takes off. You go super early in the morning because the wind is calmer. Just the world is just calm in the morning. So you take off super early in the morning. Then we had to get there like 5 a.m. Took off at 5.30. And then you just, the only thing you can control is up and down. That's it. So the guy is just like torching it to make it go higher. And then just, I guess, 
He can turn the basket, like, to face different parts of the... Oh, yeah. But that doesn't turn the balloon. Right. So, we just are floating at the mercy of the wind direction and speed. It was going about 15 miles an hour. We got up to about 1,000 feet. And then, I don't know, we floated for like an hour and then we're looking for a spot. And this is up in, like, Woodburn area. So, he's like, okay, time to go down. So, we're just looking for a field. We had to sign this waiver that said that we could get arrested for trespassing. Because you just land wherever. Somebody's yard or a field, like a farm. So, we found, like, a big farm. And he's like, okay, so when we land, I think we are going about six miles an hour. We were getting close to the ground. He was like, when we land, we just, like, drag. So, the basket might fall over that's actually good because then all the hot air is squeezed out of the balloon rather than us having to manually squeeze it out so you actually want the basket and the balloon to tip over when you land which is crazy to me Um, but there's no wheels there's not like anything you just like hit the ground and skid (laughs) so we hit the ground we skid for a while it tipped over but it didn't fall all the way over it like popped back up And then this van with a trailer just follows you and then picks you up. But it was so early in the morning, there was nobody home in the field that we landed in. So we had to just, they couldn't get to us. We had to light back up and take off again. We floated for like another, what, 30 minutes? Mm -hmm. Just looking for another suitable place to land. Found it a spot. Hit the crown, drug, tipped over. It's like pretty aggressive, kind of violent. Like the lady next to us, she like tweaked her neck, I think. One of the ladies, she's like, ouch, that really hurt. Do we have to land again? Because we had to take I off I mean, they again. were pretty old. Yeah. It was fine. It was fine. It was honestly so <laughs> gentle. I was prepared for a lot more than that. I've I been skydiving and that was wimp. like a fucking breeze. <laughs> I'm just a sensitive wimp, I guess. No. But, <clears throat> I know, I'm just kidding. Just being dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like we did a really good job. I think the, I don't know if you said this already, but the father and son duo who were flying both air balloons, they race in Bali and Japan, and they they race for speed. And yeah. I, I could just tell, I felt like I really trusted him that he really knew what he was doing. Yeah. I had full confidence in him Did too. you talk about the one tree that we just like touched? I did. Were you listening to the story at all when I was telling it? I don't, maybe. I kind of spaced out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. He got like, we were, we tried to stay. So after we took off again to find a better place to land, he stayed pretty close to the ground in case we found a good spot. We could just drop really quick. Um, so at one point we weren't even higher than the trees. We were just higher than like people's roofs. And we got like (laughs) six feet from a pine tree. It was crazy. We floated right past it. And I was like, bro, like (laughs) you can't turn. Like what if we would have hit that tree? He's like, oh yeah, sometimes we hit trees. It's no big deal. Well, they do it on purpose to slow them down. It's a technique that they use. Um, it's just so crazy that, that it's like 2021 and <laughs> I don't know, 
just the hot air balloon method. You're just like floating at the mercy of the wind and you just like hit stuff, just drag, tip over. <laughs> I don't know. It's like the first way the humans have flown and it still feels like the most archaic. And in the end, when you land, they give you champagne. And then he told us a story of how like the original story in France of them flying. So they used to start fires um, and they thought that the smoke was what made the hot air balloon rise. Um, But it was actually just the heat. And so they would stoke a fire and have a fire going on the hot air balloon. But by the time that they landed, they would be covered in black soot and they would land in the fields where the peasants were cultivating the, you know, Yeah, and there was no like email or radio back then. Yeah, and it was like the first time anybody had ever seen anyone fly and they didn't really realize what was going on. They didn't tell the peasants before they did it. Thought that they were demons and they destroyed the hot air balloon with pitchforks and all that stuff. (laughs) And so the second time when they tried it, they brought a bottle of champagne that said france on it to tell them that they were human we're not demons look we're made in france yeah not to hurt them (laughs) and so it's customary to drink champagne after every hot air balloon ride which i thought was very unique to know um yeah but it's very loud that's one complaint i have obviously from the flame it's like right above your head and it's like it's like this massive propane torch and of course you want that sound because that's what's going to keep you alive up in this hot air balloon but um, it's pretty loud and it's pretty hot on your head so definitely wear a hat yeah wearing a hat is a good thing but yeah it was so beautiful i mean there was smoke so you know there was like that golden sun the sunset up. was incredible sunrise. or sunrise was incredible yeah it was nice I'm grateful that we didn't have to have plexiglass in between each like part of the basket and we could just talk freely up in the open. But it was very peaceful, just had a very peaceful kind of energy about it. I wasn't scared at all. I was just stoked because I'd been wanting to have that experience for a long time. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Happy anniversary. Thanks, babe. I thought you were going to propose. Really? No, I didn't. It's too I, cliche. Yeah. So yeah. Cliche. I would have said no. Good to know. Because of the clicheness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good. All right. Well, let's end this bitch. Okay. Bye.